Okay, this is Real Disciple Podcast 12. Um, I'm here with a very, very good friend. This is a special bo- uh, podcast, um, Pastor Simeon here. And so um, let's just jump in and just, Simeon, how did you get saved? You know, it's uh, got saved. <clears throat> I've been coming to church a couple of times, getting prayed at the altar, Maybe in 1990, but I wasn't really serious. Mm. You know, I just laughed at everything and I felt sorry for my sins, but there was no repentance. And I just continued living the normal life where that every sinner lives. I made some serious decisions that almost, I thought I was actually going to die. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. And, um, can't get into it too much. Okay. But I made some serious, serious decisions that I thought I was actually going to die. Then that got me into a spin where I was just um, on my knees regularly in the house, crying and weeping and praying, God, help me, God, save me. Um, I'll, I did one funny thing. I filled up the bathtub and baptized myself. <laughs> <laughs> God have mercy on me, a sinner, you know. God forgive, God dead. I just want to live right, I want to do right. Um, so at this point in time, because yeah. obviously you came from, you was born in the UK. Yeah. At a young age, you went back to Nigeria. Yeah. And then you came back to the UK and, yeah. and I think you was here Pastor Joe was here, Pastor Pete was here. You, you all, yeah, they came here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so at this point, when you baptized yourself, was you with these? No, oh. no, no. I was, I wasn't saved. Okay. I mean, even though, I mean, was you with them? Did you live with them? Did they? Did you? Did yes, I knew okay. them. I knew them, but um, we were actually living together at that point. They were saved. Yeah. And I wasn't. So when they went out, I just jumped in up, filled the bathtub up, <laughs> baptized myself. I said, I want, to, I want to be saved. I want to be, I want to be clean. I want to God, you know, just help live right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they would go out and I'll be in the house crying and praying and say, God, save me, forgive me, da, 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 da. And then um, even though I've been to church a couple of times, they actually gave up on me because I prayed many times, but I didn't make any commitment because mm. truly I just felt sorry about my sin. I didn't repent. I was, there was nothing. And so I grew up a Catholic. And so by this time, I think God was trying to get my attention. Mm. And that's at the end of that, obviously I found out everything is well. I'm not going to die. God helped me. God touched my life. And then I went to church on my own accord with nobody inviting me this time. Mm, mm. And I went to the altar call and- How long was that? What was the process? How long were they inviting you? How long were they uh, saved before you were saved? I think maybe two years. Wow. And and they're constantly on you? Constantly. I mean, I will come home late at night. Mm. They know I'm coming. So yeah. they, the windows are open yeah. for, my, for me to just jump through the, the window at night. You know, I'm going out at night and then I just jump in. And one of the things that really helped me was even though I wasn't saved, they Mm. were so friendly. They didn't treat me like a sinner, Mm. like you're a sinner. No, 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 no. I was actually part of them, but I wasn't saved. Okay. And so that really helped me. 
And so when they were inviting me, I said, no, concert, no, okay, I'll come, blah, blah, blah. When sin, my cup was full up. The only place I could run to was where they've been inviting me to. Yeah, It's funny, I didn't go to a Catholic church. I was saying, I'm a Catholic. I ran straight back to that church. Um, they were doing a revival. Mm-hmm. I prayed, proper prayed, gave my life to Christ. I can't even remember who led me to Christ. I just prayed at the altar. And ever since... Would, it, been, would it have been uh, Pastor Paul Stevens was preaching? No, it oh. was actually uh, another pastor who's no longer... Oh, you doing, it was during a revival, yeah. you said, sorry. He's no longer in the fellowship. Um, that was that revival that I really made the decision that I am literally going to follow God now all the days of my life. And ever since then, I've been following Christ. So the battle began since, I think, 1990. You know, jumped in the baptism pool myself and did it. Everything was just going, I think, so 91, 1991. I really, 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 really said, you know, this is it. Uh, God's given me the second chance to live. Mm. I'm going to live this life and I'm going to follow Christ. Mm. And um, even when I was going through that hard time, even the funny thing is when I was, um, when they were witnessing to me, There was this boys to men song that I used to even I used to change that one day I knew I'm gonna preach the gospel, mm. and I wasn't really saved, mm-hmm. and I was just telling them I'm gonna preach the gospel. And they looked laugh at me, and but God was breaking me in, mm. and so when He finally got my attention and saved me, I knew shortly after that that I'm gonna preach the gospel. Yeah, the the thing that I find that I, I like I want to pause on a minute is that here is these two guys. Who are saved? They're living with this other guy, um, but and they're constantly witnessing to him. And it took two years, and so there might be people right now who are witnessing to somebody, thinking, "Oh no, it's just there's there's no hope in that." Because if I remember you telling me you'd come to church and mock, yeah, and you'd be mocking and they're doing the music and then they're playing this whack keyboard beat and exchanging microphones and you know I used learning to music, you mm-hmm. know, LPs, and and I'm saying, what on earth are they clapping to? And I was just laughing. <laughs> am I missing something? What is this junk? People are, what, what, what am I missing here? Yeah. And I said, this is a joke. And, and so, then, he, so here you are, yeah. mocking them yeah. and being like that, and but they kept on. They did. And it, quite easily, some people could have been like, ah, oh, it will, Simeon, that's a hopeless. Yeah. He's never going to get saved. Look at look at his life. Look yeah. at how he is. They never once showed me that. Mm. Never once. Powerful. I was comfortable. I was comfortable going there. I mm. will go there to eat. I will go there to sleep at night. I I was comfortable. And it made me feel comfortable. And also, when you went to the church and generally got saved, how big was the church at the time? Would have been what? Maybe about 20. 20. And really, at that point, you didn't care. It meant nothing to me, zero. It didn't, didn't ex- non-existent. I just, I'm happy. I'm safe. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because so many times when you're you're planting churches or or you're so you're pioneering a church, you want to try and get everything right, and you should. I mean, let's try and yeah. get everything as yeah. good as we can. But when God's ready to save someone, 
all of that don't mean nothing. They don't see that. Sinners don't see all of that. Nothing. Nothing existed like that in my head. I was just glad I'm saved. Second mm-hmm. chance mm-hmm. at life. I could have died. My God, I'm just happy to be there. So I didn't even... It's after years that you even believe that people count people count people in church, right? Yeah. That didn't even occur to me that people yeah. count people in church. I just knew I was there and saying, yeah. I'm yeah. glad to be saved. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, uh, how long was you in church before you got married? Um, about four years. Four years. And so, um, obviously your wife is Harriet. I always hear saying that Harriet is, I mean, because really and truly, I got saved uh, 96, so that would have been about six years after you. When I came in, I obviously, six, yeah, yeah you, you, it, was, it was really you, uh, Pastor Peter, Jay, um, Joe, you know, the, these were like the main guys. We'd hear all the stories. Pastor Carnegie had probably been there about a year. Um, and so Harriet, was like one of the first people, I think, yeah. to get saved in the church. She got saved in 87. 87? Yeah. Wow. And that was when the church, um, that's the inception of the church. And so she got saved from, and how old was she when she got saved? 13. Wow. Again, that's something that I think if I was, if I'm honest, <laughs> if I'm honest, yeah. yeah, I'm out and a 13 year old gets saved. I'm overlooking that. I'll be a little bit. I'll be honest with you. It's like I want. I yeah, want. And not yeah. a thirteen-year-old woman, a thirteen-year-old yeah. girl. Sorry, I like God. I'm here for men. Yeah. Not knowing, here is this woman who is gonna enter into de- who's gonna bring a lot of people. Yeah. It's gonna uh, enter into destiny. And all of these little stories that you yes. find, you realize. Listen, don't overlook nothing. That's very true. Don't overlook anything. Just very keep true. doing what God told you to do. Very true. Work with what you've got. Yeah. Because you don't know how this is going to play out. As a matter of fact, I what happened, and you know, when I was in Ghana, a little boy coming into church, mm. little boy running around church. I'm saying, who's this kid? He only shows. He shows up. I think maybe when there's out fellowship food, mm. he just who's this? But I'm just glad he's at church. But I, I'm I didn't stop him. Mm. Who is this? He brought his mom. His mom brought so many people. Wow. And today, people are in church because of that little five-year-old boy brought his mom, who brought other people. So, it's so a five-year-old came to church, running around. I feel like I feel like, why are you running around church? But I'm glad he's in church. Mm. He only shows up when there's food, and I just leave it alone. Mm. I, say, I just leave this guy alone. He seems to be happy, and mm. I just leave him alone. Then he brought his mom. His mom said, oh, what church are you? And he brought his mom and his mom brought so many people. Wow. And I'm, every summer when I'm preaching in church, I'm saying, because of this little kid here, this is happening. Mm, mm. And so when you said about my wife, 13, you know, just how God works sometimes. It's mm. just, how he builds his church, it's just amazing. So just so we get a little bit of a chronological order, your wife comes in, who does she bring? She brought Emine. Who's Pastor Peter's wife. She brought Juliet. Simeon's wife. I mean, so she, she brought Juliet, yeah, yeah. Um, Dimitri's wife. wife. And Nicole. Uh, Kofi's wife. wife. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. They all went to school together. So. 
and and they all when I came, I think really they were probably the solid women in the church. Yeah, women ministry, singing ministry, praise and worship ministry. Okay, so um, you said you were saved about four years before you got married. Yeah, and so um, you've been married how long now? Twenty-four years. Wow, twenty-four years. So you must have got married just before I got saved. You must have got married about ninety-five. Yes. Wow. It's funny because me coming into the church as a sinner, getting saved, I looked at you guys like you'd been married forever. <laughs> like Jay, he'd only yeah. been married six months. But I'd never met people married. Yeah. My whole life, I'd never met anyone <laughs> that was married. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow, these people are married. I just thought you guys are all different. You're just yeah. different people. You know, like you're... He's married and he's married mm. and she's married. But I didn't now not realizing, hold up, you were just all newly married. Yeah. But functioning in ministry and absolutely uh, yeah. uh, not, you know, because sometimes now when people get married, it's like, oh, now it's time to chill. But you guys was doing all of the ministry. You was discipling all of the people, doing all of the follow up, yep. uh, you know, doing everything really. And you had just got married, for yeah. y most of you. Yeah. I mean, when we got married, it was just a, the double. <laughs> it's now you were single, now you're both married, now you can do more. And now we need to do more. Now, we, And so our marriages did never at any time interfere with the ministry. In fact, we wanted to, we thought we had to do more. We thought we we're called to preach. We need to do more. We need to practice what we will, we are going to do one day in the mission field or mm. in the harvest field. So let's do more and get involved. And it didn't stop us. Um, it didn't stop our, our what, what, what we were doing before. We just it only enhanced it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, how many children do you have? Four. Four. Yeah. Uh, what are their ages? Uh, Twenty-one. Bethany. Fifteen to be sixteen. Eliezer. 13, uh, Mariah, and seven years old, Jesse. Wow. Powerful. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and and what, what's good about it is that um, you're very close as a family. Yeah. You know, me looking from the, my perception yeah. from the outside, it's always good when you look at someone's family, yeah. a man of God, and you look at his family, look at his wife, and you see that they're, they're close. They look like they enjoy one another. It looks yeah. like your kid's want to be with you i was saying yeah. this with pastor peter yeah. we were talking about this is that it looks like his kids want to be with him yeah. even though they've gone through the teenage years where yeah. so many times people think that's when yeah. um you know i'm sure you've got your own stories yeah. but the reality is yeah that you've come through that and i think that's but you uh, let me let you elaborate on that but i look at that and i think in the long run after all of the ministry and all of the years that's really going to be the big reward for oh, yeah. your children. Yeah. You know, with with me and the family, we have fun. I think fun, a lot of fun, a lot of crack, a lot of jokes. Yeah. You know, she, my kids crack jokes at me, I crack jokes at them. Um, you know, I come from an African family and when you're young, you don't discuss certain things with your parents. It just, there is no platform for that, you know, relationship-wise. <laughs> you know, you don't go there. Mm. You just don't, so you keep that back and you do your stuff secretly. And now that I'm saved, 
I knew that didn't help me when I was young because I, I still did what I had to do. Yeah. So I, you know, by, you know, scripture, you understand. So you, I, we have an open relationship. There's mm -hmm. nothing that I don't discuss with my daughter and children, nothing. Even with the young one, um, a girl liked him at school and went Ghana. And I said, you know, he said, that I don't, I don't like. I don't, I'm, you know, he's quite shy. I don't. Mm. I said, okay, you don't like her, but what about the situation if you did like her? Mm. Okay. I said, what would have happened there? Because that's possible. Because yep. when I was 15, <laughs> I did like some girls. That's a reality. Yeah. So that's a reality. Even when I was bef before, I was 15. So I said, well, this is what you have to do. You don't stir up love before it's time. But what, whatever you may feel. It's natural, yeah. but you just have to bring it under God and with it. So we have that open, very open. There's nothing I don't discuss with my girls. Nothing. I mean, nothing. So that really helps us just to be more of an organic. Do you think what that yeah. does, it helps you to um, understand where they're at well, rather than things going under the, you know, because yeah. you can assume the pastor's kids, no. but under the surface, there's a there's a whole leap going on. I mean, forget the pastor's thing. They're human beings, yeah, and with natural tendencies, like I had when I was their age, and so I'm very much aware of that. And I open it up. I said, just talk to me. It doesn't matter what you feel, who you this this guy likes you. I said, just talk to me, and I can talk to you through it and educate you from my experience and the Bible so you so both of us can be on the same page. Yeah. And so we have that a lot. Okay. A lot. And last my 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 daughter went to back to uni last Saturday. I said, baby, I say just whatever, you know, time will come. Don't push it. It'll come. I know you're thinking about it, because I'm thinking about it. So just relax and don't push it. Um God will bless you. And I gave her a hug as I saw her to the bus stop and we waved each other goodbye by mm. six o'clock in the morning. And so I wanted her to know that I understand where she's she's at mm. and I respect it and I'll guide her through it and help her through it. And, and so she's quite open. So I said, there's nothing to hide. Just just open up, just open up. So we have that very um, transparent relationship. Mm. I think that helps us my wife and I and the kids. Um, and so we enjoy that. So we that's, that's, how, that's how we live. That's yeah, we live. I mean, um, I think that's probably good advice. Something you said, I'll pick up on it, is that um, you said with your son, you remember at that age what you was doing. 100%. And I think that's that's the thing with, with yeah. young people. When you you got to look back and think, well, you know, when you was in primary school, you wanted a girlfriend, boyfriend. Absolutely. And this is 2019. Oh so what's goodness. going on in now? I mean, <laughs> yeah, if they absolutely. were doing that in the 70s, yeah. what, it, what, you know, what's going on now in the school? And so for yeah. you to ignore it right. and just be like, look, nah, nah, look, just come church and come sing, church, sing, sing, put, sing, put on a tie and hey, yeah. you, you're not, you're living in a, you're living on Mars. And that's going to give the enemy even more advantage. Because he has the, they're, they're, they're working. They're things, yeah. These things are working in them. You have yeah. to respect that. Open it up. Act like you're, you're, you're human, like just like they are. Yeah. And you can't let pastoral thing blind you 
and make you forget when you were 15. They're still babies, they're 15, and I was once 15. So yeah. I think that helps closeness. They come up to me and tell me stuff that they would not normally do. It's, they would come up and talk to me about things. What about this? And I feel this, I'm hearing this. And, and so I said, no, that's normal. And you don't get angry, mm. you get real. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you Very get good. real, you know, you don't get angry, you just get real and, you know, and that helps them to be more open and ask you questions instead of getting the information wrong from somebody from else. From someone else. Yeah, I think in all areas of life, authenticity mm. Very is is always going to be uh, yep. eye-opener. It's always going to be something that people will open up to. Yeah. Uh, you know, pastoring, yeah. parenting, yeah. anything. When you, you, when you think, hold up. You know, what was you like when you was five months saved or six months saved? What That's was going correct. through your mind? That's correct. You know, and That's so yeah. you put yourself, I think James Wilkins, Pastor James Wilkins, he preached a sermon one time about my sin is ever before me. Mm. How you don't forget yes. where you've come from. Absolutely. Sometimes you can, when you've been say five years or 10 years, you can squash everything that you've gone through like basically you got here in the first year yeah and then for the last nine years you've been the same yeah but the reality is you was nuts for the first five absolutely. years absolutely and then you slowly started to get your act together yes and so when you're dealing with someone who's been saved two three years remember where you were absolutely remember very, what you was going through. very true very true you have to be very real like that you yeah. have to be and i just tell my girl and my boy listen it is what it is just tell me what it is and we can discuss it. I've been through it. I've struggled through it as a teenager and so this is your time. And I even told him, I said, listen, simple because I'm saved and a preacher doesn't make you saved. Yeah. I said, if you're not saved, you're not saved. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna assume that you're automatically saved because I'm a Christian and born again, I'm a pastor. Yeah. You may not be saved. And and I led my children to Christ a number of occasions when mm. they didn't feel they were saved. I said, I said, don't feel no way, you're my child. Yeah. <laughs> saved or not saved, you're mine. And I'm gonna love you because you're mine. So if you're not saved, we'll pray a sinner's prayer. And if you're saved, praise God. And I led them to Christ a couple of times. And now when I talk to them, I say, yeah, I'm saved, I really, sure. If you're not, if you're not, you're not, it's okay. You're my son, <laughs> my daughter, my, my children. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so Bethany really gave her life to Christ. and. Elias has done the same thing. So the young ones are growing up. I think Mariah's almost there. Jesse Jesse answered the altar call the other day. <laughs> he, oh, wow, he did really? it twice. So I think maybe he just does you know, but obviously just growing up and so he'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, didn't you tell me you used to keep visiting the altar? <coughs> many, first, many times. Like father, let's. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> okay, so let's... Um, so um, <coughs> here you are, you're in church, you've been married a few years, and you know you're called. You said very early on you really, you believed that God had called you yes. to preach. And so um, when, did the, when did the Ghana thing happen? When, how did it happen? I was in the car with Pastor Peter, mm. and he said, um, hey, Simeon, would you, would you go to Ghana? I said, I'll go now from this car, take me to the airport and I'll go. It was, a open, it was an opening in Ghana there. What gave you that assurity 
was there something that already happened or would you would you just like no, I, because if I, they asked me to go anywhere i'll just go anywhere if they just because asked me. i knew i was called yeah i just jumped at it okay and then when i got home i said oh, hold up a minute i didn't even pray about this okay you know what's, what's happening here uh, then i spoke to i think pastor stephen was around at that time to preach revival okay and i asked him i said pastor what do you think you know this this he said well as an open door, you're called to preach. Yeah, that's it. And you know, I said okay. Um, but I was, I was um. But behind that was I didn't care. I knew I was called to preach. I was in the body for a long time. Um, How long was you in the body for? About thirteen. Thirteen years. Yeah. Looking back, before we go on, do you think that really helped you? A million times over. Mm. Because I'd already seen the church grow from 20 mm. to nothing, to, to, mm. to, to what it was. Mm. I've Probably already, what, yeah. 300 by then? Yeah, I've already, yeah, I've already um, been in various ministries, yeah. follow-up ministry, praise and worship ministry, Bible study. I've been out with Pastor Carnegie on many occasions to yeah. minister to people. I've always, I was calling Pastor, whenever you're going out, please can I come with you? I'm off today. So I've been to prisons with him. I've mm. been to, to pray, ask questions. Uh, you know, Pastor Stephen has questions. I've already seen so many things, reality of ministry, so yeah. to speak. And so when I did get to Ghana, it was not possible for the devil to tell me that he won't, it can't be done. Mm. It was not even possible. And I told the devil, so I said, devil, you know it's not possible that you lied to me about this. Yeah. And so I had the confidence and I had the faith and the trust because of what I've seen. Yeah. And it yeah. really, really, I, I had a picture, I understood reality about church okay. to, a, to, a, to a great extent because yeah. of my involvement with those pastors. Okay. And so um, when was that when you went to Ghana? 2004. And you was there for how long? 14 years and seven months. Wow. And you've been, you've only been back just over a month. Yeah. But back on the 17th of January. Just over a month. And you're in Brixton now. Yeah. I took over the Brixton church three years afterwards, 17th. I came in 20th. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, so you get to Ghana. I believe you took over. Yeah. The church had just started. Yeah. How long had the church About been 18 there? 18 months. 18 months. So really, really just started. Yeah. And um, is was two there two years maximum? But okay. Yeah. Okay. And so here you are. You're in. Uh, had you ever been to Ghana before? No. Never been to Ghana before. Your wife is from Ghana. Yes, she is. In her ethnic origin, but she had not. Was she born? She there? was actually born in Ghana. She was but, born in but Ghana. She came when she was young. Okay. Yeah. And so um, you get there, and uh, what was the th what was the things that you would say that um, you had to adjust to? That you would say very quickly, you yeah. realized this is different. The speed of things. Okay. The speed of things. It was a it was a, a, a slower pace. Yeah. Um, that was the main thing. That the speed, the culture wasn't new to me because Africa is Africa. Yeah. And of so I wasn't. The environment was not a shock to me. No, no. The food is the same food, yeah. but just done in a different format. The food, the heat, the, the, the clothes, heat, the clothing, the, all of that stuff was the quality. The standard of living, everything was pretty much pretty what much you'd the known same. In, in, yeah, 
Nigeria. Yeah, so it, that wasn't new to me. Um, there was a cultural difference, but I I already knew, you know, the Nigerian thing, Ghanaian thing. Yeah. Um, it didn't affect me in one bit. I understood it, and I just rolled with it. And it did greatly help that my wife is from Ghana as well. Okay. It really, really helped because <clears throat> they saw me sometimes through her. Okay. So it did help me a lot, and I could speak little little of the language and so I get away with it okay and so what language was it because there's it was it's chi and okay nah. okay and so I, I got some few lingos I bit can both yeah yeah a little bit of bilingual yeah a little bit so I <laughs> throw it in but if the conversation gets too deep I just say amen and fade okay. away okay but um James could you can you can you, can you throw <laughs> some words in <laughs> we've been we did it before you, you oh really you yeah there so she really also was a great asset in that respect. It really did help. So, so you, you, this this thing comes up, this offer comes up to go to um, Ghana. You say yes. Yeah. You had the total confidence that your wife would not resist. Hundred percent. I knew she would go. Okay. She may have, oh, but I knew all of that. She will go. And when you spoke to her, what was her? I can't really remember. I think the same thing. Maybe there was a little bit of, wow. But she never one time resisted. That would have been no. a Wolfenstow conference, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. She never one time said no. Never. No. Never. And so um, what are some of the things you would deal with? Uh, if, say, like you was, you was raising a guy up in your church and he was going to be a missionary... What would be some of the things you would be telling him about? I would tell him, you better go very deep with God mm. because you are going to be tested and you're going to be way away from home. And if you're not grounded in you with Jesus, you will be taken apart mm. because in the missionary field, it's not the Western world. The health systems are not like these health systems. Mm. And I told people, you know, you don't hear it in a three-minute victory report because of the victory report. Yeah. Most of my kids, all of them apart from one, have almost died twice each. From? Sickness. You know, um, that almost killed them. I mean, I mean, literally, they could have or maybe should have if not for God and you have to handle those things without moaning and just it's life so here you are in a foreign country yeah. your kids get um, ill yeah um, a serious illness very um, at that point does it go through your mind that uh, I need to come back never it never crossed my mind wow I just saw it as this is part of the by reality and God is going to pull us through and you know it was it was at least twice each okay you know and so um and uh so you're telling the guy basically he's got to build he's got to be strong with jesus he's got to know who he is and why he's there yeah. and what god is saying to him he can't no no because you, there's going to be a clash of cultures mm. there's a distance you're not used to the systems of mm. how things are done. Mm. 
you're used to everything on a f uh, you know click of a button here you can order food do all, all kind of stuff and conveniences that you have here and you think it's and it's normal to you normal yeah it's, it's normal to you. It's part of life but when yeah. you go over there it's completely different the driving is different uh, the, the the only rules that there are no rules if you're way so you really have to quickly and you're looking for customer service and i'm going to complain to the to the you know this uh this i'm the, who i'm going to call the financial this I'm, are you joking it's never going to happen in your lifetime you're going to have to deal with the police you're going to have to deal with all of those things and the heat and the mosquitoes and the malaria and all of those things and the religiousness of the people and you're going to have to go through all of that and you are going to have to endure so you can have a great turnover because when i first went there you know back in them days there wasn't all this whatsapp pictures you, you take a proper camera mm. so i'll take pictures you know during christmas and um you know go away and throw it somewhere and all of a sudden cuz my wife keeps them all of a sudden a year went by and i just was looking for something around the where the where the cupboard was and i saw all the pictures and i'm saying my goodness one year phew, different picture second year phew, different it was like a rolling over then people were just and that shows how people are open to the gospel but close to commitment mm. and so it, after a couple of years that changed and we had regular faces mm. and regular faces mm. and regular faces and regular faces and so you are going to have to deal with that alone Mm. because I was the only one there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. When you went to Ghana, there was no Potter's house. No, not one. In in Ghana. It and how a, how many is there now? About 7. Wow, yeah. amazing. Amazing. Seven. So you're so is that I mean, even though you don't feel it from a negative perspective, would you say you do feel it like you're the only one here in this nation? So you you got a you know what? It's 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 uh I, I didn't it's a reality. I didn't feel that. I just said I'm here. Mm -hmm. Just continue. Yeah. You know, um, just continue and just function, you know. And you hear sometimes where people think it can't happen. You hear that sometimes oh Ghana, you know, Ghana's too religious or oh, but that didn't oh people saying this is this this church ain't going to take off it's too hard the nation's too hard from i heard that okay. a couple of times but it didn't mean anything to me number okay. one i've seen south london grow yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the church at corinth was a uh, a difficult place but there was a church there yeah yeah and so god makes pools in the wilderness so mm. all of that stuff meant nothing to me do you, do you do you sorry to interrupt do you think when a man is pastoring pioneering building a work it's, it, his faith is a massive thing. His faith, meaning, Understood. does he believe? Und you're going to be tested and tried to the bone. That I faith mean. is the substance of things <laughs> not seen. Yes. Not seen. Not seen. You haven't seen them yet. Nothing. nothing. Substance of the things hoped for, the evidence not seen. of things not seen. Not seen. But you, you can see it. Yes. You have your evidence, which is your faith. Yes. You are going to be properly i mean no church came only after the first church came after only seven years seven years we've been there so you are going to be tried and tested and the only thing you have is you know that you are called 
What would you say? Um, I mean, obviously, with your ch- uh, your children's health yeah. um, being a tough thing, but what would you say? Some of the things that you've seen there that would be like, yeah, that's. That, yeah, that I've seen many people dead, dead on the street. Um, I took a guy to the hospital was extremely sick. I thought he was gonna die in the mm. car, so I had to take somebody else with me as evidence. Oh wow! So I'm not seen as a suspect who killed him. When I got to the hospital, I forgot him because I saw so much blood on the floor. I saw five people on one pole of drips. People on the floor, I saw a girl outside waiting for the doctor. Um, there was no doctor, the doctor didn't come on time. By the time he went outside, oh, she's dead and he walked away. And so I, the guy I took, that I thought was gonna die, I had this strange faith that he's not gonna, he's not gonna die because of what I saw. Uh, Pete, someone up from the street who was beaten badly, they thought he was he was a thief. So we were going to the outreach. I picked him up with other guys, took him to the hospital next door, left him on the street, fly, smelling. I put him in there. Um, he gave his life to Christ on a Wednesday. We saw him on Saturday. On Friday, he died. You know. Um, What's the thing you're telling me about when you said you was doing a funeral? Yeah, I wasn't feeling too well that day, so you know, lady in church died, very sad. Doctors killed her basically, giving her water therapy when she had some some serious kidney or liver failure. And so I wasn't feeling too well that particular day when I had to go and bury her. They had to hold my hand down the hill. I had to make sure I spread my legs wide open in the stands where I don't fall over because I just couldn't stand. on that particular day, 36 people were being buried. Uh, so I conducted the funeral. After they took the coffin, they put another coffin there immediately because next, and so we took her to this lady and buried her. We were going downhill. They had to hold my hand so I don't fall over because I was dizzy. Um, as we were burying her, she was in the middle. There was an, another burial simultaneously on the right mm. and on the left, so I couldn't hear myself. Three pastors conducting the funeral. Couldn't, I just did sign language, buried her, and went off. And that's like standard. Stand, that's, that's standard. That's no, one's, it, no one's batting an eyelid uh, at that. You no, know, you know, because 36 people were buried that particular day on the, that Saturday. Wow. And so, um, I mean, seeing that, coming from that, with the hospitals and the doctors, do you think it, 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 when you come here and you see people <laughs> complain, <laughs> when you see people complain, does it, do, do you, what, what do you think? You know what? I mean, obviously, it's what, what, what it, I, yeah. each to his reach. Yes, each yeah. to his reach. We understand that, but I mean, let's look at it on the same level. Yeah, what yeah. is it? Number one, I have to respect. It's all relative. Yeah, in a way, as, as you said, you know. Here, once you grow up here, that's your mind, that's your yeah. standard, that's yeah. your reality. But me coming from there to here, in my head, even though I understand yeah. it's a raw relative, yeah. but in my head I say, you don't know how good you have it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look at it in a bigger picture, yeah, 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 yeah. you realize how fortunate and how blessed you are. And but you know you don't throw that at people because no, that, no, that's no. not their reality. No, it's not their reality. You know, but you know. But like, there wow. can be a case for 
ingratitude absolutely there can be a case being made you know yeah. for those and i'm speaking to myself yeah. i'm born here lived here my whole life you know uh you know god can call me wherever he wants me to yeah. go but this is my home this is all i know yeah um there can be an ingratitude I'll, that yeah. creeps up on you yeah. and it, you, where you don't realize that 90 yeah. percent of maybe people yeah out in other places are suffering i'll tell you this since i've been back there is a level of convenience i'm not used to mm. this, 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 this is convenient <laughs>